Surely, truly. Surely, surely. Shall we get started? Shall we just jump right in? Just Let's fucking do jump it. right in. I'm actually excited about talking about this movie, but I'm going to save it. I want to save it. Save it for the pod, CJ. Save it for the pod. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, here. It's <laughs> my new hype dance. All right. You okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my socks have been knocked off. <laughs> For those of you that are joining us for the first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I am so thrilled to be here because we are at the end. It is Taco Tuesday. We are wrapping up the Santa Claus trilogy. Who knew there was a trilogy? We did. That's why we're doing it. I'm here, as always, with my dear friend, my compatriot, the one I share all of my Christmas spirit with, the bow to my wreath. CJ LaRoche. I am a red piece of silk. <laughs> no one knows how it gets tied so perfectly, yet it always does. Always. And, and there I am hanging on a Puerto Rican <laughs> slash American tree with a bunch of pine cones. That's a callback. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Andrew, how are you, my friend? Uh, you know what? I'm doing well. Uh, holidays are coming up. I'm feeling the cheer. We're going to go, uh, me and the mister are going to go buy a tree this week. And, Ooh, and where are you getting a tree? Uh, I don't know, because all the little tree stands are not on the street like they usually are. So we got to do a little hunt. I think there's one on 145. Because the border's closed. <laughs> Basically. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Because Canada said, uh uh-uh. uh, we don't want your COVID. Oh, my gosh. Mister. Well, listen, it's my first Christmas in New York City, and I'm determined. We're about to get a huge storm tomorrow, too, so it's going to feel very Christmassy for you. I can't wait. Mother Nature has really come through. And she also comes through in this movie. Oh, absolutely. In a very, very big way. Oh, my God. So so we sort of, we sort of talked about it. We alluded to it. What movie are we, what movie are we talking about? We What's talk- the title? The title is... Santa Claus. The launch of Abigail Breslin's career. No, oh no, no, that's basically it's called called something else. Santa Claus Three: The Escape Escape Clause. Escape Clause. Yes. Good title. Yeah, very good title. And and the Canadian themes, of course, uh, speak to me. I knew they would. In a a sweet, sultry voice. So (laughs) yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. So let's just jump right in. You know, I always get leery. Let's take our socks off and jump in. Your socks first. are already off because I knocked them off. You definitely knocked my socks Ooh, off. Without context, that sounds horrible. It's, it's a little odd. <laughs> it's a little odd. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it's saved in the edit. Yeah, we'll see. So <laughs> here's the thing: I always get leery when I watch a movie and the framing devices. I'm going to tell you this story that happened in the past because I know exactly what's going to happen. We're going to get to the end, and it's going to be like, oh, and now we're in the present, and you learned about what everything is, they always do that book anything. And so many movies rely on that trope. For some reason, this one worked really, really well for me. I I agree. And it's, it's so funny that you mentioned that because about, about three minutes before we got back to the present, my wife said, don't forget that this is all just a story being told. And I went, I had forgotten. I had totally forgotten and, and wasn't worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Abigail Breslin, you brought her up. She's there. It's a nice little 
star turn for was this before or after little miss sunshine i have to do some research this was this was before this is before i'm pretty sure it was before and you know alan arkin is also in this movie and yeah. they both got nominated for best supporting actor roles uh in little miss sunshine with arkin beating out the little girl well that's so, a shame yeah but I'm, I'm pretty sure this was before that well it was 2006 so it was the same year huh i wonder Maybe it was filmed at the same time. Probably filmed at the same time. She's she's a little rising star, that one. Yeah. Santa Claus 3 certainly wasn't up for any Oscars. Uh, widely considered the worst of the franchise. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, but Which I, is I so it, weird because it, it's so good. I thought good. it was the best. <laughs> it's it was the so best. good. You're going to come right out and say it. I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was the best one. Well, I mean, it's the only one where the beats actually line up. Like, everything has a payoff at the end. Like, it's a, it's a tight script. Yeah, I mean, it is basically Back to the Future Part Two meets It's a Wonderful Life, right there at the end. Like that's sort of and and like with with George Bailey and how everything just completely falls apart in his life. The same thing is happening, yeah. You know, at the at the Santa Claus uh, factory, uh, whereas George makes the conscious choice to jump off the bridge. Uh, Santa, as we find out uh, at the end of Act Two or the beginning of Act Two, I guess at the end of Act One, uh, did not. Yeah, I we'll talk about the act breaks. I feel yeah. like that's like the end of Act Two, man. I like, think it's the end of Act Two. Yeah, because as, the, as I was saying that, I said that's ridiculous, CJ. Stop be, not making sense. Because this time travel narrative is very. We spend very little time there. We actually spend more time seeing Santa have a shitty life, which is sad. Yeah, you know it's sad, but it's 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 heartbreaking though because none of it is his fault. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if Jack Frost wasn't there, he he'd be handling it like like a boss. You know, it's it's Jack Frost that keeps like piling on and piling on and piling on. Jack Speaking Frost is Jack exasperated. Frost, yeah. Oh well, I'll let you scroll and then I'll go back. Well, to I was going to say, I mean, it's so it's so wonderful to watch Martin Short. He's a genius. He's a genius. He's a goddamn genius. <laughs> He's so good. You know, so I'm, I'm doing I'm doing the Kimmy Schmidt rewatch right now. You know, he plays the plastic surgeon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy he has a plastic face. It's just he's so he's so committed. Too. like you're not you know you forget often that, that it's you're watching martin short it's like oh my god it's jack frost and he's completely buying you're completely buying what he's selling so funny um he does a fantastic job in this movie and the character is so big and over the top but it really really works because this movie is a little bit sillier than the other two sure it's a little bit sillier Agreed. and something that i find interesting about it is that they kind of just bite down on into retconning some some things okay talk to me tell me tell me what they retconned well the whole sos the secret of santa and be like the secret of santa is so precious it was really only precious for act one of the first movie right right because by the end he's He's, he's there. He's outed to the whole out neighborhood, and and we don't in front of the neighborhood. We never speak of that moment again in Act nope. Two, in, in movie number two. But in movie number two, he like legit comes to the real world and uses his powers to to get a girl. Yeah, absolutely uh, reveals himself, but he has to. He has he, to do that, right? He, like he, he can't, has to. But like, I mean, there's some there's some narrative. You can't just slip her. Can't just slip her a Mickey. This is some J.J. Yep. Abrams level Star Wars mythology logic. Oh God! Did I you said have it. to? I we did. Got I through did. Six minutes. I we did. got through six minutes of forgetting. 
with all of the wonderful news coming out of Lucasfilm and the Disney investors show this week with the great shows, Star Wars is saved, but no, no, Andrew Sotomayor can't have CJ LaRoche be happy for five fucking minutes before you shit all over everything. All right. Talk to me about your boy, JJ. I'm just saying it's this level of logic where it's like, well, the continuity doesn't really matter. And I guess in Santa Claus, it kind of doesn't. But I will say this is the first movie to make sense of why the snow globes are important. Yes. And I respected them for that because that's obviously a writer that got hired to write this movie that saw the first two. It's like we make a big fucking deal out of those snow globes and I don't know what they do. Yeah, let's make them important. Let's make them not just a MacGuffin. Yeah. So I thought that was really, really cool. I think it's sad that Carol is homesick. I think, did Bernard die? I have so many questions. Well, if you look at the numbers. (laughs) CJ. (laughs) It was his filming schedule. It was his filming schedule with numbers. That's that's why he wasn't in this movie. There was conflicts. (laughs) Oh, that's sad. There was conflicts. Yeah, yeah. But no, I missed Bernard, man. I mean, you know, the uh, the other Breslin is, is good. He's funny, yeah. But you know, Bernard carries the elves. Yeah. No so question. It, it's interesting. So they elevate Curtis to Bernard's level, mm-hmm. but something that also gets retconned is the fact that uh, they kind of the plot is kind of dependent upon Curtis acting like a child. Yeah. Whereas the, well, the, it, the, it's playing to his ego. Yeah, but the joke in yeah. part two is that he's really, really old and doesn't have time for that. That's true. But he is the one that almost got him busted there in the beginning, listening to the to the Santa dance song. That's true. You know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. It's 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 hard to have a serious conversation about <laughs> these right? movies. We're really trying to break them down, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's this is pure Disney fluff, you know, at its at its finest. Uh, uh, we're, Mrs. Claus lost weight yeah. after the oh, epilogue. Yeah from the Santa Claus too. She's like, I'm not doing the whole movie looking like that, guys. I'm fucking hot as what? Yeah, but she does the whole movie in a pregnancy belly. So it's hey, the pregnant, it's... Pregnancy is hot too. We'll unpack that at a later date. We've I... gone down a road. Yeah, let's, let's shift gears here. So we have this Council of Legends thing. Council happening. of Legendary Figures. Council of Legendary Figures. And they're upset about Jack Frost trying to upstage yeah. Santa. And trying, like he's to trying to say Merry Frost Bogart Christmas, yep. yeah, and they're like, "You're a, you're a sidekick. You you you're a season. You're not a, a main event, you know." Yeah. And he sure. has he has an ego issue, and I think that's so funny. I think they play that for laughs in so many ways later on in the movie. Yeah, because yep. he he's very powerful, and that's his frustration. He's very powerful, but everybody loves Santa, but right. he's not. He has no generosity do you know what i mean yeah he's not not a santa type no no his character his character not in the uh film but in the universe has no arc yeah right like he just shows up and then and then and then and then winter ends and then that's it no one you know talks about him again yeah um but he does come on to Anne margaret which is every boy's dream Let's talk about Anne Margaret. First of all, the reveal of Carol's mother being Anne Margaret. Of course, Elizabeth Mitchell's mother is Anne Margaret. <laughs> when he's like, "Do you sing?" I was freaking out. I was like, "Make Anne Margaret sing!" 
Let her Margaret sing. Yeah. I was so thrilled about it. Yeah. And she's so good. So too. good. She's so good. Oh, she's amazing. I mean, she is, she doesn't get enough credit for being Anne Margaret. No, she doesn't. You know, like you walk down, you walk up to, you know, go into the next room, you know, and ask your roommates who knows who Anne Margaret is. You're getting, you're not, you're getting less than 50%. Yeah. She's you're a legend, less than 50%. Though. She's a fucking legend, man. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, Flintstones episode she did? The, the cartoon? Yeah. She did an episode yeah. of the Flintstones where she was yeah. Anne Margrock. That's right. And yep. she and she sang a sweet little lullaby to Pebbles. Oh my god! Forget it. Forget She's so it. good. She's a star. Legendary. Yeah. She's been forgotten. She's been forgotten. You know, with with the with the advent of the social media, and and the kids these days not thinking about what came before. Get off my lawn, you <laughs> bastards, and go listen to a fucking Anne Margaret song. Educate yourself. Jesus yeah. Christ! I mean, they literally retailer the musical Bye Bye Birdie to feature her. Mm-hmm. That character is not the star of that musical. Nope. No, but Anne Margaret is the star of any room she walks into. Yeah, so they they just they just rework the script because she's that. Yeah, she's amazing. And her and Bud, and I mean the you know the the, the parents <laughs> in this movie, they steal the show at times. They're both because they're steal both the show. legendary comics. They're both so yeah. talented. No question. So yeah. this council of legendary figures, I still think that that joke is funny. That joke did not overstay its welcome at all. Nope, not at all. I think it's really good. Uh, what I love the line. I'm so much more than a few ruddy noses and some dead citrus. (laughs) (laughs) citrus. (laughs) Yeah. And they they all play it. They all play it as if it is 100% reality. And that's why it's hilarious. Yeah. They're so sincere. It's really sweet. Yeah. So the introduction of the escape clause is important to this film. And he's like, I'm not going to invoke the escape clause. I'm not going to do it. And it's just funny that they've sort of shoehorned this other clause in but now, instead of, like, the second one where it's like, oh, you didn't read this fine print, this one is like, oh, I, I've learned about this. I've been Santa for a little bit now. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I'm choosing to not invoke this. That's just not the option for me. Yeah. And uh, that's a big step forward in the development of the mythology because for two movies now, Scott has sort of been, like, a victim of this new world he's in. Mm. And so we start this movie, he's confident in the world he's in, but he's having yeah. trouble balancing his work-life relationship. And it's crazy that they greenlit a movie about Santa being a human being and his Mm. wife misses him and she's Mm. pregnant by herself. That's right. And all she has is the elves. She just wants some, like, actual humans there. You know, the elves are great, but the elves are elves. Like... Yeah, totally. They're not not tall. They're not not her kind, so to speak. Uh, They're not relatable. Um... But the filmmaker is telling us that, you know, this is a relatable situation, which is why we're in. Yeah, it's why so, we're on board. It's so good. So then you have this man who and and I don't know about you. I am a workaholic and I try am, to be and I am aware of the fact that like Bart shares me with my job, you know, yeah, and, totally. it, and, and it hurts me. I, I'm aware of it. And I try to take corrective action, but it is it is a challenge for me. So to watch him go through that and to see Carol just be disappointed, it's like heartbreaking because she's trying to rep him so hard, but he is fucking Santa Claus and that is demanding. It's demanding as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No question. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's, he's the CEO of Christmas. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and so there's you no know, there's no time off from that. So epic. So Charlie's all grown up now. Yeah. It's kind of a crime that they wrote him out of the movie. Yeah, I mean, not much, not much else else to go with him though at this yeah, point. Yeah, he was kind of a fixture right? in part two, but like I like as soon as they said Oh, thanks for letting me spend Christmas with my girlfriend in Hawaii. I was like, he's out of the movie. He's like, gone. He's gone. There like, he goes. That's, that's the age old, like, oh, bye. Enjoy your trip. You're not yep. going to be in the sequel. Yeah, we've got something else that we want to we want to touch on here. Yeah. Well, we want to introduce some new characters. We want to have a new problem. They give a lot no. of heavy lifting to Lucy, who's brilliant. Luce, my God, every time. Whether she's, you know, present Lucy or, or alternate reality Lucy, she knows what's up. Oh, yeah. She's a, she's a great she's a great actress. Um, how do we feel about this Canada subplot? Let's talk about this. So his whole big master plan is that he's going to get his in-laws to visit Carol in the North Pole, and they're just going to pretend it's Canada. And, like, yeah. when, they, when they wake up, all of the elves have their little pointy ears covered, and they're like, welcome yeah. to Canada, eh? Hey. Yeah, it is. It is the lowest uh, of the low hanging fruit. You know, you mentioned a uh, maple syrup. You know, uh, winter stuff, hockey. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot to go on there. So, you know, the material. You're not going to run out of material when you're making fun, um, or you know, sort of like uh, looking at Canadians in Canada in a humorous light. Yeah. Uh, also, the North Pole is just north of Canada. You know, so there is a believability to it uh martin short of course who is canadian i love it when he says uh, i'm the their mascot a eh? because he's probably the only real canadian on set yeah um so i enjoy it i love that the parents had different dreams on the way up where they sat and margaret in you know first class and bud was in coach <laughs> uh so that that was hysterical it's very funny yeah now here's the thing here's where i start to have problems so you have a situation where you have a happy Santa and you have the elves that are doing their thing. Mm -hmm. And Curtis is now the new Bernard. Yeah. You know, in, in a way that uh, they replaced, what, what was her name? What was her favorite elf with the Coco? Not Abby. Not Abby. The first one. And we, we already forgot her. She's oh my gone. God. Judy. Judy, Elf Judy. <laughs> I don't yeah. I didn't fucking forget Judy. <laughs> Elf Judy. Hashtag never forget Judy. So Curtis is this new thing, and I, I touched on this before. Curtis kind of has to act like a child for this plot to work, and that's a problem that plagues the rest of the script. Because you have Jack Frost, you have the Counts of Legendary Figures. Jack Frost is in trouble. And part of his punishment is to work side by side with Santa and like learn some sort of lesson, right? Right. So you know that's not going to end well. Yeah, and but they just embrace him and give him run of the North Pole. They're mm -hmm. so trusting. So I was like, all right, I'll get into it. Maybe the elves are just super generous and kind and sweet. But right. the elves from the first movie were like on top of it. Mm. You know what I mean? They were adults. And in this movie, they act like kids for because mm. because movie because so, movie because reasons because reasons. So like Jack Frost uh, convinces Curtis to explain the escape clause to him, right? He sort of tricks him into it. He tricks him into it. But Curtis has been presented to us as smarter. 
No, Curtis should not have, have boned that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Especially because he's the head elf now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then at the end when he's like, mm, there's hot cocoa. And the elf was like, cocoa, cocoa. I'm going to leave my post on Christmas Eve. I was like, come yeah. on, guys. They yeah. were, because those elves were hardcore. Those elves were still running the workshop when old Santa died. Shout right. out to that screen rant video for presenting the issue. <laughs> Of what happened to his Mrs. Claus? Because if the rules of part two apply, his wife just died. Yeah, yeah, she poofed. Oh, she poofed. Is that gonna happen to Carol? Is that gonna happen to the baby? What's I don't I I perish the thought. So, did you feel things when Jack Frost destroyed the workshop? Because I got really upset. Actually, oh my god, I got so nervous. So stressful. (laughs) Look at Sam's workshop. It's like. I was un- inconsolable, and and I'm and I'm aware that that was an irrational reaction, but like, no, that means that the movie was doing its job. Yeah, you know, my wife was very upset. She's like, "This is unbelievably hard to watch." It was it's, hard it to was, watch. It was it was very 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 difficult, and there were a couple things that were really hard to watch when um when Jack sabotaged the Christmas tree and Carol's topper. She's she was trying to get his attention, trying to get his attention, and then the topper broke. Oh. She finally got his attention in that motherfucker. Uh, oh, yeah, that's tough. If he had gotten, if he had gotten the topper on the tree, man, I feel like all would have been forgiven. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but no, nope. he had to pull that pin. That little shit. So the movie like kind of trucks along, trucks along, and then we invoke the escape clause, and I feel like. I feel like the movie was off balance in this one respect because I feel like escape clause needs to be invoked top of act two, right? Middle of act two and escape escape clause kind of acts as the act three. Yeah. Cause we get that. We get the whole parallel universe thing, which the thing is, it's just been done so many times. It's basically the plot of men in black three. Well, I said earlier, it's it's back back to the future. future, It's, It's a wonderful life. You know, um, I, I here's the thing: when when you redo something, you know, when you when you attempt to just say, okay, this is the formula, and it worked before, and we'll do it again, and you get the Force Awakens, <laughs> yeah, you know, then it's like, okay, fine, but what else you got? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like if, if you're doing it in a one-off like this where it's like you've had you've had two movies before this where you had you killed Santa which is cool and yeah. then you had plastic Santa which is Very nice funny. you know where else do you go you know so you have this one thing you have this formula and you plug it in and you get Martin Short doing New York New York you know and you <laughs> with, sort of you, with those terrible lyrics those yeah. terrible Christmas lyrics that the kid playing the piano can't even deal with it's so yeah. funny and they comment on it, you know, and it's and, and and what I'm what I'm getting at is that it's executed so well, yeah, that I don't mind the regurgitation. Okay, it you know what it really is that parallel universe. I was kind of bummed as a movie lover that it was so short, but when we get to the North Pole and you see how he's turned into a theme park and how yeah. the elves are miserable and how the kids yeah. are nasty. And people yeah. are paying to be. It really does add up. Oh, dude! It makes my socialist heart just bubble. Yeah, it's it like really this is to... the problem. This is what we're looking at, America. Yeah. you know, and and the rest of the free world. Fuck off! It's a consumerism 
nightmare that we're all actually living in. And again, you know, it's like, oh, going all the way back to Kevin Smith, like there's the mirror <laughs> and this is what y'all are doing and this is what you've done to Christmas. So and, like, take and a it's seat. Almost, and it's almost who Scott was in the first movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. You know, it's it's so cool. So here's the thing too. I love when you can spot a beat that's gonna come back, right? So when yep. he shows Lucy in the Hall of Snow Globes, when he shows Lucy the snow globe that her hugs are like magical. Yep, that you have to that you have to use the red deer uh lever to get into. Shout out Red Deer Alberta. Red Deer, very fun, very fun. So he tells her that her hugs are magic. And then mm-hmm. they put her in the closet with her parents. And I was like, okay. In the so- bean closet that's full of beans. That's full of beans? I didn't even yeah, notice it's like- that. Well, the, it's a bean closet, and the closet so the closet is full of beans, just like Santa, the old man who's jolly and full of beans. Also, Comet who farts a lot. Oh yeah! Wow, CJ. Andrew, I do my homework before these episodes. I, I'm I'm impressed. Like I'm, the growth, the level of growth that I'm seeing. This is incredible. I have 17 people who are counting on me to carry this show. It's true. You do. You really do. <laughs> So, Lucy's hugs are magic, right? Yeah. They put her in the closet, and I'm like, me being the genius that I am, I'm like, well, she's going to hug them when they wake up. Did not see that she has to hug Jack Frost and melt his heart. That's right. Did not see that coming. And I was like, that is some quality writing. The whole whole magical snow globe being like the crux of this. I was like, okay, so he has a hall of snow globes, and they do different things. Right. They, they, he provided an answer. Yeah. Like he basically totally. was the visual dictionary of the first two movies with this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so, it's so. So are you saying hard. that they put it in the movie? They put it in the movie, CJ. They put it in the movie. Put it in the movie. You got to put it I'm in the gonna movie. I'm going to burst your bubble just a little bit because the original ending of the show, of the movie, had Bernard coming back and arresting Jack Frost. Really? So they couldn't, but they couldn't work it out. So they went to that alternate of Lucy melting his heart. I also need to ask you a question. And feel free to put this in like the beginning of the... Are you wearing a curvy widow shirt? I am wearing a curvy widow shirt. <laughs> You're wearing your curvy widow shirt, man. That takes me back. It's the Broadway and Bride Park team, man. I remember the day. <laughs> I remember the day. Ah, memories. Oh, when we used to be able to be in the same room together, sitting next to each other. Oh my gosh, I know. Do you remember? I'm leaving all this in the episode because it's Christmas and it makes me wistful. But like, (laughs) we had gotten our pre-show thing to such a rhythm that like, if I showed up to the show and didn't stop in your office for 10 minutes, you were like, are you okay? What's happening? Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah, like... What What did I do? What did I do? (laughs) like that was the thing <laughs> i bring my food into your office kick it go warm mm-hmm. up and do yep. the show like that was yep. that was work ah that was a fun little gig anyway so anyway back to santa claus three i didn't realize that that wasn't the original ending not I, this, the original this, intention this, it's bernard a good re- was gonna show up and save the day so to speak it's a good rewrite oh absolutely i think it's a better option it's a great rewrite. It's really, really good. Um, if, if only that it gets us to the weirdest thing is that once again, 
Charlie has access to the North Pole that's unreal. Mm, like when sure. he's like, yeah, I heard you were in the weeds, so I called in some favors. So he, Charlie texts Mother Nature, like what? Yeah, yeah, he's got her on speed dial. It was it was 2006, so texting was a thing, but not you know as prevalent in society. Yeah, not like it is now, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably on speed dial. Oh, so such a weird little thing, but it does give us the moment where Bud puts his head on Mother Nature's shoulder, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's all. Yeah. Off. Yeah, it's a little awkward too, though that moment, right? Because he's like, yeah, is, he, she, is, is he coming on to her? Is he? What's going on there, bud? It's so bud. weird. But my bud, it's it's very sweet. I thought the movie gave me the feels. I really, really loved it, and I just love that it, you know, it tied everything together. Even Absolutely. the first two movies, it didn't ignore Absolutely. the first two movies, but it successfully nope. did its own thing. Yeah, it, it's it's Lebowski's rug. Lebowski's rug. It's gonna be the name. Ties of Ties the room band. together. Yep. Ties the room together. It's beautiful. We should take a break. Yeah, I do have to poop. You know what, CJ? I really love doing these episodes and talking to you, and I'm really glad that we had the time to do a holiday episode. I'm so pumped that we were able to to fit this in, and I'm so excited by the technology that we have of Zoom and Google Meet and all those things to make sure that we can still be together even though we're far apart. Yeah, it's been a really hard year, and honestly, like not being able to just like hug and kiss all over my family is really, really quite difficult. If I'm going to keep it real for a second, it's challenging. It's really yeah. challenging, and but we know that this is not going to be forever. That eventually, we are going to come out the other side of this and be okay. Yeah, and so while numbers are on the rise and things aren't looking that great as far as things go in this country right now, I just want to encourage all of us to keep doing what we've been doing to keep our selves healthy, keep ourselves well, protect our loved ones, and uh, hopefully next year we'll get to have the big holiday celebrations that we all love. Absolutely. Wear a mask, stay home, stay apart, get together on the internet to say a quick hello, because we just, we're, we're so close to the end of this thing. We're so close to being on the other side. And if we can just hold out just a little bit longer, we can, we can sacrifice this Thanksgiving and Christmas and Kwanzaa and New Year's for however many more we're going to be able to have on the other side and in the future. So please folks stay safe, keep your distance and wear a mask. Absolutely. The holidays are about community and we need to do our part to take care of each other, meaning the whole country, not just ourselves. That's right. Back to the show. And we're back. We're back from break. Uh, It was, it was good. It wasn't, uh, it was solid. Um, it wasn't wet at all. It just came oh out. Uh, quick wipe, and we're back here on the show. Uh, thank God for a quick wipe. I hate when it's like, you know, it's like there's a magic marker in there, and you just keep going and just wiping. Oh, you're so right. And, you know, <laughs> the, the, the toilet paper shrapnel. Oh, toilet paper shrapnel is the worst. This is such a boy conversation. Do you think ladies talk like this? I know that they do. Oh, really? My wife okay. and her buddy talk about this all the time. It's probably why it's on my brain because there was a there was a Marco Polo last night about it. Jesus. Oh God. On we go. Uh, all right. Well, you know, Santa Claus three wrapping up the trilogy. It's time for ephemeral questions. It's time to answer ephemeral questions about the third movie in this trilogy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> a trilogy 
That's how you know it's not planned, Andrew. That's uh, how you know. I have not been sleeping well, and I'm punching. Three syllable words, too. (laughs) Can't deal with you. (laughs) All right. CJ, what worked for you about this movie? The thing that worked the most for me was Tim and Marty. You're you're, you're talking about two uh, just uh, surgeons with comedy. Yeah. You know, they know, they know how to play the scene. They know how to play to their, their partner. They know how to play off of their partner. They, it doesn't matter if it's, it's them and, you know, together, if it's them and someone else, if it's them individually, they know what's up. It's so great when you can watch somebody just absolutely destroy a scene. And then, and now you have two of them, you know, their scenes together the the way that they they dance with each other you know they don't try to they because they know it's it's kind of like you know it's like two two alpha dogs mm-hmm. right in the same room like they know that that other motherfucker could tear them apart so there's a level of respect and the way that they they play with each other it, it just completely it completely worked for me amazing what about what about what about what worked for you uh, I it just I talked about it a couple times and I'm gonna say it again. My favorite part about this movie was the mythology world building. I thought it was so good and so balanced, and I thought everything was super interesting and super cool. And even the 20 minute time travel road trip that it was like 36 minutes. It was a very very small portion of the movie was dedicated to the actual mm-hmm. usage of said escape clause. Right, uh, right, right. Even that in and of itself as a act of the movie was well balanced with introducing the merch and him using Jack Frost merch against him. Like it was just a, such mm-hmm. a writery script. And I appreciated that about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting that someone uh, like yourself who is into world building um, would like, would like a director that has been quoted as saying he doesn't care about world building. Where's this it's coming interesting from? That you like Ryan Johnson interesting that you like ryan johnson because he was quoted as saying i don't care about world building i just i just quote for all all 17 of our listeners this was not something that happened in the edit you didn't miss the transition to him bringing up the fact that i like ryan johnson there was literally zero transition he attacked out of the blue completely uncalled for and now he's nodding he's proud of himself he's satisfied with himself about this and I'd, I'd like to add something to it. As soon as you said world building, I actually stopped listening to whatever else you were saying. <laughs> so just so, so everybody's aware of that too. Well, thank yeah. you. You're I welcome. really appreciate that. I just made, I want to make sure that you understand who you are. Cause I know who you are. Wow. I just want to make sure you know. CJ, are you mansplaining myself to me? Cause this is weird. I, I myself identify as just someone who has a lot to say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Thank you. What didn't work for you about this movie? Not a lot. Right? <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm searching. I'm searching in my brain as you and I sort of air our dirty laundry here on this recording. <laughs> Something must have happened that day that you didn't come to the office. Um, I, I, I don't know what didn't work for me, really. I mean, there's, there's the movie's not perfect. Yeah. But I just, I mean. Sure, it's fun, though. It's so fun, it's really I mean, fun. especially with, with, with Bud. Like, 
starts fixing things. Yeah. You know, like, like Anne Margaret. Oh, okay. Okay. So Jack Frost and Anne Margaret, the inappropriate, that's, it's a little inappropriate. That flirtation is really weird. Like, and it's a little elf? heavy. It's a yeah. little heavy, you know, and it's a kid's movie. You know, we shouldn't try to shield the kids from anything. I get that. But it felt a little, it felt like it was a little too much. So if I had to say that something doesn't work for me, then that would be it. That would be the moment where it was a little, it was a little cringy. Yeah. As they say. Yeah. Yeah. What else didn't work for you? Because I know you were upset about the mythology being a little haphazard. What else you got? The, the thing that really didn't work for me is I just think there was a lot more mileage of the usage of the escape clause, mm-hmm. you know, like I just, just when we're getting into it, we met, we met Neil, we have a, a divorce, Neil and Laura and Laura's a waitress because that's how people write women that are like, yeah. that, was, that was embarrassing. She's like, why is she wearing that her outfit sucks. on I hate that. Box? I hate that. It's such an obvious, like, and the, I'm going yeah, with like, my friends being, on Christmas. Like, that was, like, lame. You know. Why is why is being a waiter a symbol of, of being in a bad place? Yeah. I don't know. You know? It's tacky. It's just tacky and dated. It's a little, yeah. It's low-hanging fruit. It's yeah. low-hanging fruit. But beyond that, I just thought, like, they had gone through all the trouble of creating the parallel world. I just thought it would have been nice if more of the movie was dedicated to Scott finding his way back and learning something about himself because Scott things go annoyingly well for Scott because he gets tricked into invoking the escape clause and he learns his lesson in about 20 minutes. Yeah. He figures it out right away. And, and, and has a plan of how to get back. He just goes straight to the North pole. Like, yeah, sure. Sure. It would have been nice to see him maybe uh, be tempted to embrace his new, found old life I, I think there's a lot of you know because he clearly he's got the he's got the corner office yeah you know like it's definitely he's in a better he's in a better spot clearly from a you know from a business and, and career point of view than yeah. he was as just scott calvin regional manager yeah so yeah no you're right you're totally right there's more movie in there because it's super interesting to go through all that trouble and like and like, yeah you know I, I would like to know more about martin short as santa claus like jack frost you mean jack or frost as short. santa claus here Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like the look, though. The look is dope oh. when he's when he's alternate reality Santa Claus. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's really good. All right, and so- we had we had fifteen more minutes. Yeah, you know, because this movie was only it was only ninety minutes. The last one was one forty five. So we're you know we could have we could have hung around a little longer. But you know what? I, I don't think so because this movie gets out before it overstays its welcome. You know. Oh, I don't. That's why I said the thing that I said. But sure, you want to disagree with me? That's fine. I, I, I do. I do. I think. I think we spend any more. <laughs> I think if we spend any more time with them. It's. It's gonna. It'll become cloying. What's the word? Cloying. Cloying. Yes. Oh, that hasn't shown up in my word of the day email chain yet. Cloying. Really? Let me find the yeah. exact definition for you because I that's want. A, that's a great word. Yeah, cloying. Well, Andrew looks up the word cloying. I will attempt to use it in a sentence. Excessively sweet, rich, or sentimental, especially to a disgusting or sickening degree. I think if we spent any longer than we did, the film would have been cloying. OK. 
Okay. I mean, we had gotten okay. to a point where I'm gonna, Neil, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna accept that. Yeah. There was enough script space for Neil to do yoga with the elves. Do you know what I mean? Like we did a lot. We covered a lot of ground. That's true. That's true. And yeah. we even had that a was, beat. that was strangely sexual too. That yoga session. It was weird, and we even had a a a, a evil Neil beat. He was like. I could never be the father for Charlie that he wanted. He oh, didn't want that me. that hurt my feelings. That but do you, do you see what I mean? We covered yeah. a ton of ground. You're right. I just think the thing could have been rebounds. I think we could have spent more time in Bizarro um, Santa Claus. Yeah, agreed. No, I agree. You're right. 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 Does this film make your Desert Island top five? <sighs> No, no, it doesn't. Um, it's quality. It's a quality entry. I disagree with the critics saying that this was the worst one. Nope, it wasn't. They're all wonderful. Um, but no, it doesn't have, it doesn't have that lasting quality um, because of everything we've been talking about, right? Like it doesn't, it, it could have had a little bit more, the stakes could have been higher when once everything fell apart, right? Because we were watching everything fall, fall apart. It was so stressful. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, he just sort of like figured it out and, and you know, back to back to the North Pole and, and, and boom, we've, we fixed it. Um, but it is a, it is a quality movie. Uh, uh, it's just not, it's not a top, it's not in the top five. It's not Desert Island worthy. Yeah, I feel that. So, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make my Desert Island top five either. But not not because it did anything wrong, just because it no. it, it kind of it kind of plays it it, it plays like the third in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because let's yeah. think of, let's think about it's, this. It's it's not you, it's me. Yeah, it's a it, um, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Right. Great movie. Great movie. But like, it's the third. That's the third one. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Actually, Roots is, is the like best, the best one. Is the yeah. best of that trilogy. Is the best yeah, of the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I take that one back. Godfather three. Godfather three. Great movie, just not Godfather two. Aladdin, King of Thieves. I've never seen any of them. What? You heard me. All right. I know it's fucking embarrassing. It's fine. It's really not. They were they were straight to video releases. I thought they were good though. No. Um. All right. So we have two options here. You ready for this? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. I'm, sh- I'm shaking it up because it's the end of the trilogy, and uh, we're we're entering our, our cusp film that we'll talk about in a second. Okay, great. So we've got two more questions. We've got the bonus end of the franchise question, uh huh, and we have the special award. Right. And today, because it's Christmas, you get to pick which one you answer first. Okay. It's it's okay. Uh, I I uh okay. Give me the end of the trilogy award. Or the end of the trilogy question. The end of the trilogy question? Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. Elevator pitch, Santa Claus 4, go. <laughs> go! Okay. Santa Claus 4. Santa Claus. He is so, has just been so, working so hard and so tired that he gets sick leading up to Christmas Day. Mrs. Claus takes over all of the operation. She, she's, Bernard is back. She, her and Bernard figure out that 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 Curtis is 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 also like need, needs a break, so they send him to Hawaii. Bernard and Mrs. Claus figure out that the only way that we're going to get through this is to work together and give Santa Claus a break. 
boom, Christmas Eve, thick fog covers the entire world. It turns out that a, that a Mr. Freeze-like villain has, has come and like has figured out how to manipulate the weather. That, that stupid uh, uh, Cletus, he, he, he meets a girl, they fall in love, they have a baby that has a red nose. Rudolph pulls a sleigh that Mrs. Claus is in. I mean, I'm buying a ticket. <laughs> I'm buying a ticket. Wow, I'm sweating. I'm yeah. sweating after that. Holy cannoli. Jesus, that was shocking. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Santa Claus 4, yeah. starring the same people. The same people, the exact same people. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh-oh, technical D. Oh, there you go. No, there you go. Yeah, you just froze for a second. We're good? We're good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can okay. hear you back. back. Just, a, just a, little t- a little tiny technical D. Okay, good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Do I ask you that question? Yes. Okay. All right, Andrew, what do you have for the Santa Claus 4? Go. Oh, okay. Shit. I didn't really think this through. I was just excited to see you, like, go for it. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, Santa Claus 4. Uh, Santa Claus's little kid is older. He's about 10 years old, right? but he doesn't like living at the North Pole. It's just he has the same spirit as Carol, right? He feels like there's more for him out there. And he really wants to like be the one to do some exploring. So he goes into the Hall of Snow Globes and he finds a snow globe that can take him to any sort of existence he wants. And he starts doing some time hopping stuff, right? And he goes through all things and accidentally sort of messes the whole timeline up and creates a world where his existence is completely challenged, right? But the only one that can remember is Charlie because it's something they share. There's a gene that they share being the sons of Santa Claus. So he has to go seek out Charlie and exploit their genetic material. And the two of them together have to write the timeline, but it's Christmas Eve. So they have to write the timeline. And because they've write the timeline, Santa, has to be sort of like recoalescing into his re-sanitification process. But the clock is still ticking, so the presents have to be delivered. So Santa's two sons from his two lives have to be the ones to deliver presents. So the spirit of Christmas is saved by Scott Calvin the man and Santa Claus the legendary figure. The Santa Claus 4, Santa Claus and the Cursed Child. (laughs) What do you think? Are you going to it? No, I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to stream that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stream that. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. It was a good Netflix pitch. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, mine is a feature though. Oh, mine no. is a feature. Thank you for clarifying that. I really appreciate that. <laughs> very very generous of you. Thank you. Yeah, I am generous. <laughs> All right, what's your special award, CJ? Well, my special award goes to the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause the third time's a charm award. Uh-huh. You've got the first movie where they commit Santicide, the second movie where there's a villain. We figured out we need a villain. Uh, and then the third movie, we, we wrap it up beautifully and put the cherry on top. I think the execution, I think the characters, I think the story, I think everything about this film, the, the Canada subplot, introducing the in-laws, uh, uh, I think everything about this movie is better and has all of the same elements and the wonderful elements as the first two, but just executes it all brilliantly, probably most definitely with the help of Martin Short as the Jack Frost character. Uh, but the third time's a charm award to the Santa Claus three. Fantastic. Yeah, the crowd goes wild. What's yes. your special award? My special award is the cool table award. 
Ooh, I like it. Tell me more. Well, if you go back to the original movie, the only person you really knew was Tim Allen and Judge Reinhold. Okay. Right? So those are the only two people of note, and they're both sort of like your your lesser gods of celebrities. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Well, Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle was there, yeah. Yeah. But like, but he was like the only one, you know? Tim Allen was really like the the star of mainly because of home improvement. And that's why there's so many home improvement references in that first movie. That was his claim to fame. So this third one exists way past home improvement, but if you look at the star power it has, for some reason the Santa Claus movies have become the cool table in the cafeteria. Because even the second one manages to garner like all the figures, the legendary council are stars. Yeah. And then yeah. you get to the third one and you're adding Anne Margaret to the mix and Martin Short. Oof. You're adding actual legends. Yeah. It's it's a very it's a very cool thing how that franchise became the cool table. The cool table. It became the cool table. So it gets the cool table award. Oh my god, I love that. That's yeah. fantastic. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. Uh I'm in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I'm I'm in the too. Christmas spirit. I think. It, I think. I think that you know we have. We. I think we should do one more. I think we should do one more Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. All I right. think maybe maybe we we search for the ultimate Christmas movie. Would it involve the phrase "Yippee Kaye"? Motherfucker. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do Die Hard, the best Christmas yeah. movie of all time. It's great. It's great. All right. And then we'll yep. do Die Hard. It'll get us up to Christmas. Yep. And then And then who knows what'll happen after that? I don't know. But like we'll be out of Christmas. Absolutely. It's like the time you go to your first office party. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't. You don't. You know what's gonna happen at that office party. Office parties get crazy. <laughs> they're they're always unusually fucked up. Like unusually i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you yeah absolutely i'm thinking back to the last office party i went to oh boy they're so weird so weird so weird is this movie an icon or icons (laughs) oh right (laughs) (laughs) stay with the theme of the show that we're doing uh uh uh, 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 it's an icon it's only an icon it's It's like they they made a third one way after the first one like just because yeah they did it, and, and and when you have Tim Allen and Martin Short and Peter Boyle, and Kevin Pollack, Judge Reinhold, and I'm leaving out so many Anne Margaret, Elizabeth Stanley, is it Elizabeth Mitchell, Stanley? Elizabeth Mitchell, Elizabeth Mitchell, Elizabeth Stanley's in Jagged Little Pill, Alan Arkin, I said him already, uh, maybe. Uh, no, it's absolutely 100% an icon. Definitely. I, I agree with you. I love this movie. I Abigail was, Breslin. Abigail Breslin. Breslin. There's so many people. Everybody's and you know in it. And what's crazy is you watch this before me and you text me, you're like, I think it's the best one. And then, and then I watched it and I was like, I'm not going to tell him that he's right yet. I'm gonna, <laughs> I was like, I'm saving tell CJ that he's right. Yeah. Everybody. Well, I was saving it for the show. I just want, I wanted you to have it. I wanted, I wanted you to share this with our 17 listeners. Thank you everybody. Like let's, let's group hug. Grace. No, let's group not. Hug. Let's not. Coronavirus. Oh, right. No group right. hugs. I think Lucy could give everyone a hug. I feel like she's immune. Would she kill the coronavirus? She would absolutely kill the coronavirus. Lucy, where, where, where art is she? thou? <laughs> we got to get Lucy. Where art thou? Oh, All right. Boy. Well, before this gets any weirder, I think we should call it a day. <laughs> absolutely. Let's call it a day. We'll call it an episode, and we'll see everybody next time. Next time. <laughs>